Well, that's not true. That's not true. And I've always believed this, that what was good for the Old Testament saints is good for us. And so when I read this today, you're going to see this something kind of unusual out of what I'm going to read today. So, so uh, Numbers 11th chapter says, And when the people complained, oh boy, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. And he called the name of the place to, to Bera, all because the fire of the Lord burned among them. And here, here's a good verse. And the mixed multitude. Now I want you to understand this as we read this, that uh, there were some Egyptians that were among them, and there were some others that were among them. They, they, they weren't, it wasn't all Jews that, that was on that uh, path as the way they were headed. There were some, uh, there was some mix, there was a mixed multitude that was among them, fell in lusting and wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for everything, Lord. I can't thank you enough. Lord, I can't. It's, it's just been a great blessing, Lord, that as we have seen things, as they have transpired and gone forward. And, and Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to be your will to bless us here today. Lord, as we read this, we, we find in this, Lord, that, 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 that we should never complain about what you've done for us. We should never complain against what you've done for us, Lord. And, and I pray, Lord, that you'll see fit to help us and, and that that fire that they referred to here won't be burning among us. There may be a fire burning right now, Lord, but uh, it may not be the type of fire that, that they had. But, uh, Lord, uh, when somebody came in today and said that, said that we're at Coronaville, uh, Lord, uh, I don't know what kind of fire it is among us today, but, Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to remove it, and I pray you'll take it away. And, Lord, if there's any other way that I can pray for it, Lord, please teach me and show me how I can pray for it, Lord, because I've prayed my heart out the last few weeks, and, Lord, the last, matter of fact, ever since the beginning of this year. And, Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to bless us. I pray, Lord, that you'll go with uh, what's going on in the world today, the, the, the politics, Lord, and all those things. Lord, I, 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 I have no... I have no ability. I, I don't have the ability to change anything. But, Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to help us to accept it. And, Lord, and, and go on and live our lives as we have lived them. That is, serving the Lord and being what we should be, what the Lord would have us to be. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Um. I've titled this message, I'm going to let you put whatever title you want on it, 
But I've titled this message today, The Grave of Those Who Are Never Satisfied. The Grave of Those Who Are Never Satisfied. You know, you know there, there are people in the world, uh, there's people who says they're saved, but they're not satisfied. You know, they're not satisfied with that. You know, how can you say you're saved and you're not satisfied? Because when we think about what the Lord has done for us and, and how the Lord has taken care of us and, and how the Lord has saved us, and, and I, I want to say today that if there's any of you here that are lost, I pray the Lord will, will uh, convict your heart and show you your need of salvation because I want to tell you, folks, I've been satisfied with my life and I've been satisfied with my Lord and I've been satisfied with everything that goes with whatever service it is, whatever, whatever the Lord has called me to do. I've, it's soon be going on 54 years of it. And, and Lord, uh, I just, I've just, I've been satisfied with it. And, and some people wonder, well, how can you be so satisfied with so much that's going on around us now? Well, I am. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with it, and, uh, you know, and I, I just thank the Lord. Uh, uh, you know, I, I thank the Lord. I said, Lord, uh, I don't deserve you being as good to me as you've been. And, Lord, I know there's none of us here that deserve the goodness that the Lord has shown toward us and for us. So that's what this message is primarily about. The grave... The lost sinner is always nearer than he thinks. You know, it's amazing. Uh, I, I've, I've seen where 41-year-olds just have died of heart attacks, where that uh, uh, athletes, you know, we talk about everybody in good shape. You know, they, they talk about people who have uh, uh, comorbidity or, or I guess you could say underlying uh, problems. Well, you know, an athlete shouldn't have too many underlying problems, but they do. We, we never know. We never know when, we're, when the grave is going to come up on us. We never know. We never understand those things when the grave is going to come up on us. And so I, I, I'm known for the fact that uh, I had somebody tell me here maybe a few months back, they said, well, if you ever get that, then you're a goner. Because you're, you're, you're just nothing but a fat hog. I said, well, my goodness. I said, I, I, look, Brother Sam, there's hope for us. There, there is hope for us. They sure are. You know, when we think about, when we think about we're too sick and we're too fat and, and we're too big and we're too this and we're too that to get this coronavirus, let me tell you, it depends on what the Lord wants, wants us to have. What is it? depends on what he wants us to have. There's no way we can stop it. Ain't no way we can stop it. You know, we can spray this building, and I, I don't know. I, I heard somewhere somebody called me and told me that did somebody ever come in here and, and spray the building? Okay, I thought it was Christy. I believe Christy called me and was telling me about it. And, uh, and so we had somebody come in here and spray the building and everything, and so... Uh, so, but, but you can't stop it. You can't stop it if, if the Lord, if the Lord wants you to have some, you're going to have it. You know, the, they can't anybody, they can't anybody be any more, uh, 
um, I guess you could say, uh, afraid of it or, or any, anybody anymore uh, want uh, to protect themselves than some of us. You know, we, we've tried to do everything. I've tried to do everything to protect myself. I've tried to do everything. I've been, I've been wearing a mask out now for, for two or three months. I don't go out with unless I've got a mask on. I don't go into any store unless I've got a mask on. And I see people running around everywhere, no mask on and everything else. It, it just depends on what the Lord wants us to have. It, it don't depend on what we, how, how we can ward it off or what we can do to ta- take care of it. It depends on what the Lord. But I want us to remember this one thing, this first statement I've got in this mission, that is a grave of a lost sinner is always nearer than he thinks. It's always nearer than he thinks. You may think, well, I've got a little time. It's you young people, you know, that maybe don't know the Lord as your Savior. You may think, well, I've got a lot of years yet. That's, that's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. I saw where a 41-year-old just dropped dead. 41-year-old. I've seen where 30-year-olds have just dropped dead. I tell you, we, we never know. When a mixed multitude of sinners, this is the key to all of this right here. When a mixed multitude of sinners began to lust, it is the breaking point of destruction. The very breaking point of destruction is when a mixed multitude begins to lust after this or that. So we need to, when we talk about a mixed multitude, you know, these Jews, they had a mixed multitude among them. And, and it was because of that mixed multitude they started complaining against God. Boy, that's something you never do. You never do it. You never complain against God. I mean, how can I stand up here today and testify to you and preach to you that I know that God takes care of his children? I know he does. I know he takes care of his children. When you walk in a bathroom, as I did almost two weeks ago, and find my wife, Laying in the middle of the bathroom floor, passed out, and I couldn't get her up. You know, that that's enough. That's really enough. I mean, it's just it was just amazing all this and, and all this transpired during that time. But I want to tell you folks, uh, when you get a mixed multitude together of sinners, uh you're you're at the breaking point of destruction. And that, that's what we need to realize. For, for From our text, the fire of the Lord burning among them was a, the blazing of a beacon fire of all of us today. It's something all of us need to realize. You know, we may complain. We may complain because we don't have the things that some other people have. But God, God doesn't, maybe God doesn't want us to have some of the things other people have. Maybe God doesn't want us to have that. What? Let me ask all of you here today, you that are here today. It's good to see this number here. I just can't, I can't say it enough. But all of you here today, if somebody was to come and give you a million dollars today, what would you do with it? Rhonda said, Rhonda said, I'd go to Walmart. Or she, or she'd get Becky to take her to Savannah. Her and Becky has a take a trip to Savannah every now and then. I hope they get back to where they can do that. 
But what would you do with it? If somebody was to hand you a million dollars today, what would you do with it? My uncle used to my uncle used to say, I remember when I was a boy growing up, I had an uncle that I had, I had two uncles that were just they were wild as they could be. And one of those uncles said uh, said, I wished I had a million dollars, but he said I'd need some fool to go with me and tell me how to spend it. That's uh, the, the what we have is what God wants us to have. If God wants us to have more, He'll give us more. He really will. I've, I've learned some things over the last two weeks. I've learned some things that 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 this preacher didn't know, and I'm so thankful for the things that I have learned. The steps from the place of privilege down to the pit of the grave are very few. Number 1632 states, And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up. You know, see, God can do that any time he wants to. Did you know that I saw the other day that we've had close to 10,000 earthquakes in the last two or three months? All over the world, 10,000 earthquakes. Well, how many of you knew that? You know, you say, well, the earth never shakes, never has shaken under me. But did you know that we've had over 10,000 earthquakes? I was looking at the weather channel here. I believe it was yesterday, yesterday morning early. And they were talking about how many earthquakes we've had in, in, in the world over the last two or three months. And it's just, man, God can, God can work from down low. God can work under our feet. God can work over our heads. God can work in our view. But don't ever complain about the goodness of God. What God has done for you, don't ever complain about it. Because I want to tell you, folks, God is good to his children. Listen to this message today, for man's doom is nearer than he thinks. There's a couple of things I want to look at today in this message. First of all, I want to look at the sin of lusting. The sin of lusting. Some have defined lusting as having unforbidden desires after forbidden things. That's lusting. Having having unforbidden desires after forbidden things. The thoughts of forbidden things are the thoughts of the mixed multitude. Oh, this is what we can do better. I know somebody has said this is okay or that's okay, but this is what we can do better. We can do this better. You know, we, we, we've got a president now, we'll have, in about a week or so, to a couple of weeks. We've got a president now that says he can do things better. Well, he'll only do what God let him do. He'll only do what God will let him do. When that mixed multitude gets together, and I'm going to tell you, folks, we've got a mixed-up multitude now. We've got a mixed-up multitude in this world. There's no one. It's, everyone is scared to death to say anything, afraid they're going to offend somebody. And so they just all mix up together, and let's determine what we're going to do. 
Let's determine what we're going to do. Let's determine what we're going to say. Let's determine what we feel is right in our own eyes. That's, that's the way the mixed multitude is in this day and time. Mixing with the world of ungodliness is sure to lead to lusting after the things of the world. We're in the world, but we are to keep ourselves from the things of the world. That's what Jesus prayed. Jesus said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil that's in the world. The Israelites lusted when they thought that the fishes they had in Egypt, when they thought of the fishes they had in Egypt, and now they were hungry after something. Thinking about the pleasures of the world will cause one to lust after the world and complain at the things God has to offer. When spiritual things are no longer fun to us, When spiritual things are no longer fun to us, then the things of God is ready to go out of our lives. It's the fun things of the world that we lust after. The psalmist writes, I am the Lord thy God, which bringeth thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice. And Israel would, would, would none of me or wanted none, nothing to do with me. So I gave them up to their own heart's lust, and they walked in their own counsels. You don't think God let you do what you want to do? He'll let you do what you want to do. You just better be careful. You better be careful because it may be your doom. Maybe your doom. Who knows? Now let's look at the sin of complaining. The mixed multitude said, But now is our soul dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. The very thing that God sent to feed them and keep them alive, they got tired of it. They got tired of it. I'm tired of this COVID. I'm tired. I'm tired of what's going on. I'm tired of the fact that we've got people that would be here today if it wasn't for this COVID. I, I don't know where where they've got the COVID, but uh, I, I, call, I thought it was called coronavirus. That's all people talk about anymore. That's all I hear. I had a man call me on the phone, and he said. Uh, do you know how many people have died from the COVID this week? I said, no. I said, do you? He said, no. He said, I want to know if you did. I said, I don't. It seems like that's all on people's mind. Seems like that's all on people's mind. Yeah, I think about it. I hope and pray when all of this is over that I'll be immune to it. As a matter of fact, Next week, I don't know how many of you think about this, but next week I'm probably going to go and take my shot 
It may be the death of me, but I'm going to go take it. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, lead me to do it. All I got to do is fill out my papers and turn them in. I'm in that group of 65 and over. Well, let me tell you, folks, they may shoot that stuff in my arm and I'll drop dead right there. But that'll be what God wants. That'll be what God wants. I'm, I'm hoping and praying, Brother Jim, Christy, and Carmen, and Reggie, and other people that's had this. I'm, I'm praying that when all of this is over, you'll say, have you had it? Yeah, I have. I've had it. Say, when all of this is over, then maybe I won't worry I won't worry until the next thing comes along. Well, Brother Sam, I figure I'll be gone by the time the next thing comes along. Look at the sin of complaining. The mixed multitude said, But now is our soul dried away. There is nothing at all besides this man before our eyes. Remember the text. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says, Be content with what's, with such things as you have. God doesn't like complaining. God has given us the greatest book ever written. This book teaches of the greatest gift ever given, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Greatest gift has ever been given. To this poor old wretched soul here, this poor lost sinner, the greatest gift that God ever gave him when he, Jesus Christ came into his life. Greatest gift. And it's your greatest gift too. Just sit down and think about it. You know, God could have, God could have killed us and sent us to hell. All, all of you know, you know what you've done in your life. I know I've done things in my life that I was fortunate I didn't come out dead out of it. But God was good to us. I, I, I didn't realize when I was a teenager, and even when I after, after my teenage years, I didn't realize, I didn't know anything about God. I didn't know what God could do and what God does. But I look back now and I see God was taking care of me even then. God was watching out after us because, you know why? Because he wanted me to be here this day that I'm here. God had it all set up for me that to be here this day that I'm here. I'm going on 77 years old. I don't know how much longer I have, but I'm going to tell you, if I'm able to be here 10 years from now, God had it set up a long time ago. God had it set up a long time ago. Why should we complain with our, our what we have right now, what God's done for us? Why should we complain? Let's do everything in our power to be satisfied. With God's gifts to us. The love of the world makes many cold to the things of God. 
The taste of manna was a taste of fresh oil. That's what it says in in, in Numbers 11 and verse 8. The taste of manna was the taste of fresh oil. What do you suppose he meant by that? I'm not about to turn up a new can of oil and drink it. Did you know that fresh oil represents the Holy Spirit? The oil that uh, that the, the they should have had in their lanterns, they didn't have it. They didn't have the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. If they did, they didn't list. They didn't listen to that still small voice. They didn't listen to it. When God said, fill your lanterns, they didn't go fill their lanterns. Then the Lord came back, and they rushed around, rushed around to try to find something to fill their lantern. No. They went to to those that had their lantern full, and they said, can you help us? They said, no, you're not going to get any of ours. Fresh oil is a picture of the Holy Spirit. The taste of the world is pleasant for a while, but will soon lose its goodness. The power of God the Father, the power of God the Son, the power of God the Holy Spirit, and the power of His Word is always fresh to our souls and our spirits. Always fresh to it. Every bit of it is always fresh to it. And I pray that you'll realize that and see that and understand that. God has given us what he wants us to have. So let's be happy with the Lord and his gifts to us. Let's don't complain. Let's don't complain about anything. I could stand up here and complain right now because I'm not real stable. But I'm not going to complain about what God has done for me. Let's all stand and I'm going to let you go.